This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser from Bloomberg Radio. Well, check it out, everyone. The CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, happens virtually next week. I've been there. Uh, it's the annual show highlighting tech and global innovators and some really cool trends and gadgets as well. Tech trends that may ultimately work their way into our lives in coming years. Joining us with what they are highlighting at the upcoming show is Sony Electronics North America President and Chief Operating Officer Mike Fasulo. He joins us on the phone in San Diego. Mike, hey, nice to have you here uh, on Bloomberg. I do want to talk about CES and what you guys will be um, showing off there. But I got to ask you, and I think it would be careless and thoughtless for me as a journalist and really an American not to talk to you and ask you about what happened in Washington yesterday. How did it unfold for you? How did it make you think about kind of where we are as a country and your responsibility as a leader overall? Well, thanks uh, for having me, Carolyn. Yeah. You know, Sorry think, to start off so strong. <laughs> yeah, well, I I think I felt like many of us. You know, it was tragic. It was sickening. And, you know, we, we and I condemn any lawlessness and violence. You know, I really feel uh, sadly for those that were physically hurt or, or mentally hurt. I mean, I couldn't imagine being at the Capitol. But, um, yeah, I mean, I condemn it. It's terrible. So, and I do wonder... for democracy. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I do wonder, you know, it's been a year, if I, you know, go back to 2020, excuse me, a year where I feel like there's a lot of problems that have been a part of our society and that they were just laid bare again because of the health pandemic, because of what happened with George Floyd and others, uh, whether it's diversity and inclusion, inequities, the gap in wealth in this country. And I do think ultimately as a leader, don't you, you know, what can we do? What's the role of the private sector, do you think, in all of this? Well, I I think there's, you know, looking at it from the silver lining side, uh, which is really hard to do when there's tragedy and mm-hmm. human lives involved negatively. But, but you know, it has brought appropriate attention that we're not doing enough, right? And, and from the private sector side, from the, from the Sony side, you know, CSR, whether it's around the environment, whether it's around social justice, whether it's um, pandemic, COVID-related, and everything in between, that's a commitment to ours and, and something we take very seriously as one of our responsibilities. And this past year, uh, we have been very, very active on that front, um, obviously inside our company, uh, but also out in the marketplace, you know, working with a number of institutions that, you know, I'd be more than happy to share with you, should you want specifics, uh, but, uh, you know, trying to affect real change. You know, I think it's social justice. Okay. No, and I love it. I love specifics. And I promise you we're going to talk about CES. Um, but I want to, so in terms of really being a game changer, how do you, how do we, we've all talked about like some of the inequities uh, and whether it's diversity and inclusion, you know, how do we really create real action and change in your view? I think the, I think the private sector has a, a large responsibility uh, for this. You know, frankly, I don't think my generation did a great job. Mm. Uh, I'm, you know, I've been in, in the uh, workforce for almost 40 years, so I'm, I'm the old white guy. But the, uh, you know, we haven't we haven't done enough to affect real change. It, it goes well beyond, in my belief, words and even donations. You know, how do we truly impact change? You know, I think about um, 
COVID-19 and social justice, and, mm-hmm. and they're, they're connected. It's not independent. Right? So how do we get to those underprivileged? How do we get to those that ordinarily don't get the chance or the privileges that folks like I get and really put them in a position for success, build on their confidence, give them the tools, and invest in STEAM, right? And mm. we say STEAM, not STEM, because arts right. equals creativity to us and innovation. Uh, but but there's tremendous we could do. I also think that the more we do together, right. not one single company, but groups of companies and networks, et cetera. Agreed. The more we do together, you know, the more impact we'll have in alignment. So as promised, um, Mike, I do want to talk about Consumer Electronics Show, which kicks off virtually next week. What are you guys going to be highlighting? And I'm curious what you think are some of the big trends that we all need to know about. Well, it's going to be a different uh, CES this year, that's for sure, being being virtual. Yeah. But uh, we're we're still very excited. And, you know, Sony being an entertainment company, we always have a lot of news to share. And my role in electronics, um, even there, there's so many announcements. So let me try to try to boil it down. You know, we're, we are announcing new audio applications um, that we call 360 Reality Audio, which is very immersive and surround sound and multiple applications, and we'll announce that next week, so I won't get too much into that. Robotics for all ages, whether it's, you know, our, our robotic dog, Ibo, or Couve for STEAM and children. I think what I'm most excited about today is our announcements around our new uh, cognitive intelligent TVs, world's first cognitive intelligent TVs. So can I just tell you, we were discussing this on our planning call, and then we're like, all right, cognitive TV, what exactly does it mean? It kind of freaks me out if it's going to know what's kind of going on in my head. So tell me exactly what it means. What's the experience for someone who's got a cognitive TV? I mean, it really, when you, when you boil it down, it's immersive. It's really entertaining. It makes It connects sound and visual like your brain actually calculates it, not just one aspect, but puts it all together, including where you're focused on the on the TV. So it, it brings all of that together and brings everything to life and makes it lifelike. It's, it's again, it's going to be a challenge with um, virtual because I always say seeing is believing. And in this case, seeing and hearing is believing. But it is the best quality picture that... Um, I think is on the planet. So wait, so help me out. So is it just a case of an incredible processor? So exactly what we're seeing visually and uh, or hearing is just like I've, I've been pulling up some screens uh, on um, on my computer. I mean, is it just what we see, what we hear is just kind of amped up from what we've got right now, potentially? It is definitely an incredible processor. Yeah, um, I think my engineers would be angry if I said <laughs> just an incredible processor. Thanks, boss. But, but it is it is an incredible processor, but it, it's different than uh, AI, artificial intelligence, in that it's simultaneously calculating multiple variables, including including sound. Right. Uh, so you know it'll not only in all content. So it'll not only make it feel lifelike, uh, but if you're watching a concert, you'll feel like you're at the concert. You know, if you're looking at internet, if you're listening to Bloomberg, your voice is going to sound spectacular. Good. That's all we care it's about. Really remarkable. <laughs> no, but from what I understand is if you're looking at a screen, um, that you, the screen is actually divided into different sections so that as you kind of focus on it, it, it 
I guess it adapts. Is that correct? Well, that's correct. So we call it zones. Yep. So the you know the processor calculates zone by zone, and then uh, tries to think as if your your brain thinks and your your eyes you know where your eyes will be at a point in time. It's not looking at you. There's no mm-hmm. camera watching you. Okay. It's um, all processor oriented. Yeah, I, I got to say that the the experience I think that you know we've all been able to build with kind of our home systems, it's pretty phenomenal, and and all of us appreciate that even more since we've been stuck home watching so much content that you do think about you know the systems that are around you and are constantly looking for upgrades. Something I want to ask you, it's a constant conversation in my home about kind of what the next car will be, and we want it to be some form of green car, whatever that will be. Um, But it's also increasingly, you know, greater technology, and the car I've got almost can drive itself. Autonomous vehicles, where are you guys on that? Are you part of that as well? We absolutely absolutely are, and uh, we're in a number of different areas on autonomous or driverless cars, Uh, but, but the one that uh, we're most focused on right now is around our capabilities with sensors mm-hmm. and image sensors and turning it into sensing. So, you know, the human eye has ca- has capabilities, but is limited. A image sensor has much further capabilities. So we call it safety cocoon. Mm-hmm. And think about your car, you know, being surrounded by sensors that create a cocoon of safety. So it can anticipate things that the human eye uh, maybe would not, including changing in lights, going at the tunnels, you know, corners, et cetera, on incoming objects or oncoming objects. Uh, so we're working with a number of um, companies on uh, including our sensors in, in their models so that it's uh, safe. And you guys are going to be, actually, you unveiled it, and I did, I think, did some testing. Was it kind of a year ago at CES? Is that and so where are you guys? And and I wonder how, like, are you working with Apple by any chance? We work with a number of companies, but um, we'll leave it at that for this call. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. What, what do you make of, because I feel like there's a lot of momentum, certainly coming off of Tesla. They had a banner year in 2020, but I do feel like in the last few weeks of last year, we all kind of uh, awakened again when it came to cars and EV and autonomous because of Apple once again um, becoming interested and involved once again. It's not their first time at the at this rodeo, uh, but nonetheless, what do you make of Apple getting involved? I think I think the more the more companies that get involved, especially credible companies, you know, the better. You know, we'll 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 compete, but we'll partner and we'll live and learn together. Um, I, I think it's it's a good it's good to, uh, to see other others joining in. And in terms of yeah, I, I agree. You know, I feel like. I don't know if you feel this way, Mike. I feel like if anything we learned this year in terms of um, community collaboration, especially when you think about a vaccine coming together, and I understand it was a public-private partnership, but it's amazing what we can all get done when we really, even though we may be competitors, when we work together, kind of how we can just advance things with a much faster time frame. Absolutely agree. We call it communities of interest. You know, getting closer to people and communities. 
Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. Well, listen, thank you so much. Good luck with next year. Um, thanks so much for sharing us uh, and giving us a little bit of window of what we'll be uh, hearing coming out of you guys uh, when it comes to CES next year. Uh, really appreciate it. Mike Fasulo, he's President and Chief Operating Officer at Sony Electronics North America on the phone from San Diego. And as he mentioned, uh, the Consumer Electronics Show, yep, it does get underway virtually uh, next, ye- uh, next year, next week, excuse me. So always a place to look for some headlines.